Hey, this your boy DJ CJ The Stigman checking in, wanting to welcome you and thank you for listening to this podcast, which was designed for you, all our under construction listeners. And without further ado, here's our host, Royal Boyles. Woo, guys, welcome to another episode of Under Construction, the podcast. This is going to be an interesting episode, but a good episode. Um, but first, we want to kill the little elephant in the room. Chris is away right now, um, enjoying his accomplishments and everything. So we wish him the best in everything that he has going on right now. So you got me and Darian for the next episode, maybe the next couple of episodes. We're going to see what happens. Uh, and then we got to send her away on vacation as well so <laughs> she can do her thing. Wait a minute, where you going? Where you think you're going? You shall see. You ain't going on. <laughs> You better pack me in a bag. I'm going to <laughs> vacation time. Yeah, right. I need one. We just go put the podcast on hold all together. But <laughs> as you know, we got DJ CJ the Stick Man back live with us off camera, but you will definitely hear his voice as you got to hear it a little last week. So we are super excited about that. Uh, Darian, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. That's good. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask this question, but I need you to remember what we talked about last week when my brother was here. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, <laughs> <laughs> what was your week? I would say it was a ten. It was a ten. Okay. He said, remember what Jay said. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was finna have to. Hey, I need. I need you to come downstairs. <laughs> um. So on that note, my week was definitely a ten. He really made me think about fear, uh, from a different aspect. Um. And so yeah. It, it, it was a 10. It was, whether I would like to give it a lower number, it's, it's going to have to be a 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as you guys know, we have to touch on the subject that I also very well did not want to touch on. And I do remember in the episode, I did say we was going to visit it the next week. But as you see, it's been weeks prior. Um, but, you know, we're going to go ahead and hit on it because Darian brought it to my attention in the last episode. I kept saying control. Um, so yeah, submission versus control is what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I don't even remember how the first episode went when we mentioned submission versus control. Do you? We just transitioned. It flew. <laughs> yeah. It just flowed that way. You know what I'm saying? So it's amazing how those two words relate to different things. Mm hmm last week we were talking about fear um and somehow submission and control came up in that the first episode we were talking about taking your life back and again submission and control came up to that when you talk about relationships submission and control you talk about work relationships family relationships it's submission versus control mm -hmm. so i guess the proper question would be how much of submission versus control do you think happens in our everyday life it's a major factor it's always going to be there in every area like jay was saying you know you have to be broken down to your own will and i think that's kind of what i touched on in a different wording is mm -hmm. dying to yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's submission in itself right mm -hmm. so we die to ourselves daily 
or we should. So that's true. Therefore, it's going to be a constant factor as long as we live. That that's true, and I think people have to look at it that way mm-hmm. because <clears throat> from again, if he was here, <laughs> uh, when he was talking about the light bulb and how it took 999 times um the fact that who's to say like he had to constantly be broken for what different reasons Mm -hmm. because he had to submit to what his purpose was and that was to give us light for things such as podcasts um when we're driving down the road you know the the traffic light although that's a different invention but the traffic light needed lights Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) you have to submit to whatever the purpose of your calling is now that's one standpoint but then you go over to the standpoint of control which control is to me is a totally different aspect where i think people get those two things crossed up i feel like control is much different than submission what about you almost definitely that's trying to dictate how mm -hmm. things happen versus submission is submitting to how things happen right allowing things to happen how they happen versus trying to take control of how it happens that's good that's good and when you were talking about the light what came to my mind what's the purpose of light to get rid of darkness (laughs) but ultimately okay cool i'll accept that but take it a different route but how i viewed it light is to shine a way for you to see your direction, that I, your path. Mm. Without light, you can't you can't see where you're going. Mm. You know, so that's how I was looking at it. So that's very important when it comes to trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to always see the path clearly. And people that want to take control of everything, they feel like they all have it all figured out. And even when they don't feel mm-hmm. confident within themselves, they have it figured out. They're still trying to control the path versus submission i mean the light is there right but you're more so able to just let the light guide you Mm. Mm. and that makes a lot of sense because even with control you don't you don't see the path clearly because there is no path Mm -hmm. you're actually making a path Mm -hmm. because you're so in control where it's just kind of like i have to go down this way although with a light the pathway could easily be telling you to go right but with you making your own all you see is straight ahead so there there is no guidance i like i I definitely like the way you put it so we see that there is a clear distinction between submission and control do you have an idea or could you give us an idea of when is the perfect time to use one or the other and any 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 platform it could be you know work friendships relationships um shoot driving down the street where you mm-hmm, want to control the driver in front of you or just submit to how they driving and just go 30 miles per hour on a 70 mile road anyway flashbacks guys <laughs> um, but i guess an idea of where you would use one or the other because we don't want people to think like i guess submission is a bad thing or control is a bad thing it's just kind of knowing when to use right those so for example when your brother brought to my attention you know in the situation where my phone was taken right instead of trying to figure out how i was going to get done what i needed to get done just really just standing staying in that moment Mm -hmm. just letting it be what that moment was that's a form of submission as well submitting to 
whatever part of the journey that you're in in life. I'm just going to use that aspect mm -hmm. instead of trying to pinpoint a different, a specific area in your life. Like just submitting to what it is right now that you're the situation that you're in and letting it be what it is. Mm. Submission is kind of letting go. It is letting go. And what is it letting go of? The control of how, how things play out. Um, control, if we're just talking about aspect of life, good moments to take control is, like your brother said, what I thought was being proactive and using my fear as fuel, those were actually my anxieties as well. So con taking control over certain areas that you may feel is benefiting you that may not. Mm -hmm. So really taking control of yourself because at the end of the day, we try to control other people, their actions and what they do, but we need to learn how to control ourselves first. That is true. That is definitely true because I know I'm bad at that. And I think I've come to realize that I like to control how people react to certain things or what they say to certain things. And even in the dating world, I've had... I've had a couple guys tell me that, but I was just like, I don't know, I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't. But then we'll have a conversation. I'll be like, no, you were supposed to ask me how my day was in response. And they was like, Rebecca, that's control, because what if I don't care how your day was? I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm glad you used that analogy because that has came up with me. Like, every like I was the expectation was put out there that because you asked me, I automatically ask you back. Mm. That's an expectation. It that's is. not a guarantee. I work with people who are living on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I ask people when they first get, you know, to where we're going, I'll say, hey, how are your day going? Some might ask back, some not. Mm -hmm. So that's not programming everybody to do that. So if you go around with the expectation that, oh, you're supposed to ask me back how my day was, mm -hmm. Is it is it true is it truly genuine? Right. And it's not saying that that person doesn't care how your day was, but you have the expectation that you're trying to control them and force them to ask you back. Mm -hmm. And so that takes the genuine or authentic authentication out of the situation. And I feel like that's when moments I take control because I feel like I feel like you're trying to control me and I can't be controlled and you want a false representation of me versus the authentic version of me. So if you're asking people for a false representation experience with them, think about it. It's not going to be really them showing up. Mm -hmm. So in the wrong, in the long run, you might find yourself in conflict because what you thought they were is really what you created them to be for you and your expectation. That's true. That's true. And then it doesn't give them, <laughs> I guess, the opportunity to wholeheartedly submit to whatever it is that y'all are trying to pursue even in I guess a relationship standpoint whereas if you're controlling me dictating how I respond to certain situations I'm unable to let that guard down and submit to you being my authentic self exactly Ooh, Jesus and that Christ. relationship that's what I struggle with because to the other person it's like I'm being difficult mm. because I'm not succumbing to what you feel like your version of me should be but it's not that I'm being difficult. I'm being authentically myself. It's not that I don't ask people how their day is going in return. But because I know you're trying to control me, I subconsciously make the decision not to even ask you anymore. Mm. Because when I do ask you, it's still something behind that as well. That's true. That's yeah. true. And I know sometimes, I 
don't ask because I ain't gonna lie. I just sometimes just don't be caring. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like I, when people just be like, "What you doing?" and I tell them what I'm doing. Normally, you, you certain people would be like, "So what are you doing?" Yeah, I don't care mm-hmm. because I already know. Like for me, it's just like if I ask you what you're doing, it's for me to see if you're busy so that I can give a plan of action. Thank you. <laughs> I want to give a plan of action. What are you doing? Nothing. Watching TV. Okay, cool. Well, can, how about we go do this? It's not just what you're doing just to be like, just to see what you're doing. Because I don't care. That's not benefiting me. But whatever. That's me going on a tangent. No, I agree with you on the standpoint because I know, like, that has came up as well for me. And I'm like, well, why are you asking? You know, because I'm expecting you ask me what I'm doing because you want to do something. But if you just, what, what you doing, what you doing, what you doing, what you doing, for me to repeat myself over and over again, it comes kind of of a, a it, it, it becomes annoying, in yes. my opinion. Or where you at? So are you finna meet me? Right. <laughs> or tell me to meet you somewhere close. Like, oh, uh, there has to be substance. There has to be a plan of action when you're asking people certain questions like that. For instance, if I ask you, how are you doing? It's because... I feel like that's an intimate question because you really want to know because at that point it's become so regular that the instant response is I'm good Mm -hmm. when in reality we may not be it's so many times I've told people I'm good and in the midst of saying I'm good in the text like I'm balling Mm -hmm. so I think it, it has to come from a genuine and an authentic place and a non-controlling place. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's polite to see me and be like, okay, how you doing? But I don't know. Maybe we should come up with a different question. Yeah, because I, God forbid that they, well, I want everybody to listen. I want everybody to listen. But if they listen to the episode, what basically what you were saying as well is kind of like, what if you don't want to ask what you're doing back because it's always the same response and mm-hmm. it's not in a positive way? Like, is that bad? No. No. Oh. It just means that the other person might actually have something going on. They just don't want you in their business right now. Sit down. Yeah. No, like, or even if I'm the one, like, asking what you're doing. Like, for instance, Rebecca, if you ask me what I'm doing every time I say, oh, I'm good, but, oh, I'm just drained. I'm depressed. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Doesn't that ultimately kind of drain you as well? Yeah, and it makes me never want to ask you that again. I was just trying to make sure that I'm not tripping. Yeah, no, that's me. I purposely don't reach out to some people because I already know what their response is going to be. Exactly. So, so basically what you're saying, just do it, do it, do it the nice night. The way I just said it would be the mean way, but... Well, you just said that's doing it the nice way. But at the same time, it's still draining. Yeah, but I just don't do it at all. I guess because I'm not asking at all. And I feel like for certain people, that's why I don't ask. Because it's always, oh, I'm good, but this, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a long list of things. And it's okay because I I do care about people. I want to be there for people. But if it's every day, then maybe you need to kind of reassess. Do a self-check. And yeah, that's my thing. If it's every time we talk. Like every time we talk, yeah. it's just, oh, uh, well, I have, and don't get me wrong, people do have things going on in life, but mm-hmm. you have to also keep in mind the person that's asking you that could very well have something going exactly. on too. And if you're draining all of your what's going on in your life over on them, and you're doing that because you're expecting a a result, mm-hmm. you're expecting something from it, you're probably expecting them to solve the problem, but Uh, like they have problems in their life they have to solve as well so it's just kind of like 
all right, cool. You you having a bad day today, but although you having a bad day tomorrow, just give me a breather. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to solve your problem from two days ago. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the hiccup that I got to because it's kind of like I I'm, I naturally care. I want to be a helper for people, and I care about their mental health. But when it seems like you only want me to ask. Well, you want to, you only want to ask me a question so that I can ask you in return, mm-hmm. or you only do things so that I can do it back. It kind of comes off as not genuine, mm-hmm. or you want me to be the the problem solver mm-hmm. when ultimately some things only God can solve. Right. That that's true. That that's definitely true. And I think that's why. I think that's why I don't ask people. I I think because I don't. For disclaimer, I don't know why my friends think like I'm Bill Gates' wife or something. <laughs> but whenever I ask people like how they doing, they always come at me with a financial financial issue. Mm. And don't get me wrong, like money makes the world go around. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I instantly shut down when they come at me with a financial issue. Be like, oh, I'm having a good day, but my rent is due in a couple weeks. Is it because you feel like those people are trying to ask you without asking you for help? For with sure. The money? Okay, because why you don't ever tell me when you just emotionally distraught? Why yeah. is every why is every problem I get from you financial? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I have a trip coming up, but I can't do this. Well, you don't have a trip coming up then. Like, and I'm so nonchalant that I either I'm bad at tuning people out, I'm bad at just being like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or mm-hmm. like and I don't want to come off that way but again if that's the only issue that you present to me I just I I just I disconnect and I feel it's just my opinion um that back to your question those are moments that it's okay to implement control because in a sense what we're talking about is our perspective perspective on how we're receiving those people right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in those moments what I'm hearing you say and what I feel that I'm connecting to is that we feel like in a sense you're being used Mm. but that's what I feel like so you should take control of that situation because if you fall into it every time guess what you're going to even more so be the person oh girl I don't got this oh girl I got it can you help me out can you do this even if they don't act ask directly you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and they always gonna have an issue with paying you back they always gonna come back with another issue probably a day or two later and never never really really solve their own problem I mean my my advice for them be hey ain't they giving y'all overtime at work going on get you a couple extra hours huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the crazy part is I've never loaned out which is what I don't get. It's like I'm, I don't, I don't loan out. Mm. And the fact that they keep coming, I'm just like, so did you not get it the first thirty times you asked, mm. or you kind of insinuated? And I don't know. Uh, that that's just always been like my take on on certain things. Mm-hmm. But hey, um, interesting. That's enough of me spilling out my little heart about my finances we'll be back with more under construction the podcast looking for someone to take your event to the next level dj cj the stick man provides dj sound lighting and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame have them talking about your party all year book cj the stick man 205 490-8574 490-8574 To book the best DJ in the city Call 205-490-8574 DJ CJ, the stick man Take him up! 
And we are back with more Under Construction, the podcast. Guys, if you <laughs> could only hear, this was our third tape, because clearly, Rebecca just can't do something right today. I'm not submitted to the vision today, clearly. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I told y'all, this subject here, it, it gets me. It gets me. But I promise we're going we gonna to pedal through. This might be a short episode, but we're going to definitely pedal on through, the, through this episode um, so that we can make it out on top yeah because if you don't if you don't <laughs> i'm selling all your left shoes and all your right socks and i'm selling them on ebay don't do that um, man, look, look, guess what hey i'll make millions today that as long as you give me a percentage <laughs> as long as you give me a percentage although y'all should see me and darian's outfit today we actually look cute but i guess y'all will see it on footage or whatever but that's neither here nor we were submitted to the vision of the podcast today submission versus control i don't even know where to pick up with this subject because it's so touch and go i think we got a little into certain types of relationships as we ended the first segment mm -hmm. um i guess let's take a detour um uh, with work okay because um, I think, again, the last segment, we got into different types of relationships, not just, you know, intimate ones. But work, when it comes to submitting to the vision of the job and when to be in control. Because as a CEO, of course, as a CEO, you're in control. But if you're just a nine to five worker, you can't, it's certain aspects you can't be in control of. Like the overall mission of the company. Mm -hmm. If you're a manager, you can be in control over your employees. Mm -hmm. But you have to be submitted to the mission of the company. Correct. So I feel like in, in that scenario, we often submit. Sometimes willingly, sometimes reluctantly. It just depends on the person's situation. But I mean, most people don't even enjoy the jobs that they work. So I would say most people submit reluctantly because they have to in order to keep the job. So I wouldn't even say that submission. Mm. Or submit to a certain extent. Like I'll submit when it comes to this, but I want to be in control when it comes to that. Yeah, I wouldn't even put that area of life in the category of submission, mm. honestly, because mm. it's something you just have to do. Submission is a choice. Mm. And so is trying to control everything. It's a choice. Mm. So most people that's working a job, whether they want to work it or not, it's not that they're willingly choosing to submit to the calls for the job. It's that they're doing that job or doing the necessary tasks that that job entails to get to whatever the higher goal is, whether that's to move up in a company, whether that's to start their own company, whether that's just to pay the bills. Mm. So it's more so a survival than submission. Mm. Well, what that means that they're submitted to something else, not necessarily the job, but they're submitted to in, the ultimate goal. Yeah, in most cases, it's more so for whatever the ultimate goal is, not necessarily to the company itself. So I wouldn't really tie that into submission. Dang, so work is just control altogether. Just I well, can I mean, see. Well, I mean, think about it. You put yourself in that set of control environment when you have to pay bills. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say you go get you a car and you gotta pay that car note. You wanna keep that car, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want to keep that car, you're going to go to work. I mean, you want to keep your you want to keep your house, you keep a house, um, roof over your head, food on the table. You're going to go to work. I mean, you, you there's no way around it. I mean, unless you you didn't hit the lottery and you just all of a sudden rich or something like that. But, right. I mean, the average working class person, they're going to go to work. Mm. So you're submitted to the lifestyle at that point. Right. <laughs> I hit the lottery. I'm going to do what that man did in China and show up in a chicken suit. Okay. He said so, he didn't want his kids and his wife to know that he hit the lottery. Where he, in the world did that come from? I he, know, right? Because you said <laughs> about thought. hitting the lottery. So I just thought about the man that showed up in the little chicken outfit. Because he didn't want his wife and kids to know that he hit the lottery. Well, that was part of control, I guess I would Dang. say. <laughs> <laughs> he was controlling the narrative so that he could have that money to himself. <laughs> but he was submitted to the moral. What he said, what he said was he didn't want them to become lazy because if they knew they had money then the less they would quote-unquote work for the lifestyle that they needed but how does that apply to himself that's when we go back to taking control of oneself because you're saying that based off of what you feel other people would do but are you saying that you're able to control all that money while keeping it to yourself and that you're not going to splurge Mm, got a point there i wonder what his sign was that, oh lord that, <laughs> not even gonna get on that not gonna get on that take or it's a healing moment right there rebecca pat on the wrist Woo! so i guess my question would be i think you asked me the last segment what areas would you have to have control or take control so what areas do you find yourself feeling the need to go ahead and choose to submit Can you plead the fifth? <laughs> no. no. Spit it out. Spit uh, I it out. Let's hear it. At the place I'm in now, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there is a place where I can submit. I, I take that back. I'm learning to submit when. Ooh. When it comes to, I think this this environment, the podcast. Because I give you and Chris that opportunity to speak up and to speak out and allow me to kind of dole down. And that took that took a lot. Um, I think in our earlier seasons, when we skipped the whole submission versus control, because we were going to do that the following week. But I was triggered and you guys actually had a moment with me and was like, well, this is what we wanted to do, but we didn't say anything. And I think in that moment, it allowed me to open up my eyes to be submitted to the vision because I asked you guys to come on, which means I trusted your understanding, your knowledge, um, your openness, your perspective. So it made me realize, Rebecca, well, you have to, you kind of, you got to dull it down. Like you got to submit to what it is that they bring to the table too. Like you can't control them, them grown people. So in the moment that I'm in now, I think it, I think my podcast is the only thing that I'm willing to submit and lay down for mm-hmm. everything else. Nah. Yeah. I feel you on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nah. No. I ain't got that yet. I ain't, I ain't got that yet. And I think it's because you guys have given me a place to be vulnerable. Um, uh, 
submission requires vulnerability Mm -hmm. and if i'm not vulnerable if i can't be vulnerable around you then i'm not going to submit to you Mm -hmm. and that's you as in person thing whatever like you you go back to work i don't feel vulnerable at work because y'all y'all hold me to a standard if you allow me because i mean with certain jobs you hired me to do my thing for instance modeling Mm -hmm. you hired me because you like like my look you like my style if I'm able to be vulnerable in that in that standpoint, then cool, I'm gonna submit to it. But if I'm working like again a nine to five to where I have to do this, that, and the other because I have to make this and y'all have me at a standard like that, I'm not I can't, it's hard for me to submit, not necessarily to the vision, but to submit to the certain role because I'm not vulnerable. My guard is up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's my take. What about you? I think right now in this moment, my main focus is submitting to God's will, submitting to the purpose, submitting to the cause per se, that I know my life has a direction to go. Um, (laughs) So we... It's always like that. It's always that that quiet moment where you're kind of like, do I want to take it there? Or do right. I kind of want to dial it back? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want. I wanted to say, um, in this season, we've talked off camera about what we're believing for this year, which I'll keep private. I feel that I want to be in a space of submission for that, mm. and I know that's an insider between you and I, but. I feel that naturally I can submit, mm-hmm. but it has to be under the right leadership. Mm. So just preparing my heart and mind for that. Mm. Which is always, and as hard as that may sound, I think that's easy. I think mm-hmm. submission comes so natural. I desire to submit. Man, man. <laughs> I don't think y'all understand. Man, if I could, when it comes to relationships, if I could input all of my energy into how to make my mate happy on the daily basis yes because i know like he got my back regardless man when you talk about being peace it'll be so much peace in the household even when because i look at it i'm real big on being with somebody that even when we're arguing i wouldn't rather not argue with anybody else but you Mm-hmm. because and i'm so goofy in that moment i'm probably gonna be smiling and it's not out of respect it's just more so out of like i'm arguing with the love of my life like you know how many people dream of this mm-hmm. and at, and at that moment i feel like it eases the argument for me because mm-hmm. now the situation that we're arguing about is so small and minuscule that i'm just i, I really don't care about the argument mm-hmm. so lord if only if i could put all my energy into just being submissive that I feel like I've accomplished everything I needed to accomplish in life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because on the contrary of what society puts out there with just any woman in general or whatever the case may be I feel that we do have the natural desire to submit mm-hmm. it's just that most of us no, not to submit to just anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly desire the day where I can just submit and and give my partner whatever it is that he needs, wants, support. I have that vision in my mind since I don't even know how long because that's a true desire for mm-hmm. me. So, 
I dig it. I definitely <laughs> dig it. I I, I I I definitely dig it. And I think, and I and I said this, I think in prior um episodes, <laughs> guys, it's so interesting how we circle back around to all the other episodes. But my level of submission. I think I'm so not necessarily in control of it, Mm -hmm. but I have a grasp on it so tight because in some cases, well, in most cases, I've never been married before. Mm -hmm. So I don't come with the ex-husband drama Mm -hmm. or even the ex-husband experience where it's just kind of like, well, I did this in my last my last marriage. Is that another? Mm -hmm. I don't come with that. Also, I've never buried child. Mm -hmm. So that's a different level of vulnerability for me. Because if I open up my womb, at, at this age I am now, if I open up to my womb to you to give me, to give you, hopefully, your first child and my first child, that's a, I want to be like so submitted to that plan mm-hmm. to where in the process of me carrying the child, I'm like legit happy. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to make sure that you have a smile on your face. Because look at what, one, we brought into the world together and look what you made me capable. Look what you made me do. Mm-hmm. So, girl. But something that you said, I don't know why, but I'm going to be obedient. So, you know, we both listen to Michael Todd, right? Shout uh-huh. out to Michael Todd. So, I was listening um, to a series while I was working this week. And he was saying, tear up, rip up the list. Go. I don't even want to hear no more what you got <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> because and that that is when we get into control because we have this list, but that list is based off of what we're trying to control, what our story looks like, what our life looks like. But what if God has different plans and it looks nothing like your list? Then therefore that means at some point you're gonna have to choose to submit. Well, hey, well he know what's hey, on my list. I don't want nobody short. Hold on. A wise person told me. <laughs> the list me, is not just relational though. <laughs> a wise person told me, hey. You want to hear God laugh? Tell him your plans. That part. <laughs> well, God, give me somebody short. It. <laughs> it's not just relational, Rebecca. That's that could thing. be that could be with anything. Like okay, like your brother was saying in the last episode. Like, do I ask myself or give myself a deadline or a timeline on how I want things to look? You can say, oh, I want to be my own, uh, entrepreneur, CEO of this company by the age of. 25 by the age of 30 okay that was your list that was your that was your part of control but what if you needed other obstacles that you had to go through to build you and make you the ceo that you are needed to be for your company and you don't become the ceo to 35 Mm. so your list can have all aspects on it but that's when you need to decide where you release that control <laughs> oh lord <laughs> well, CJ what are your thoughts <laughs> Don't nobody want to rip their list today <laughs> Nobody Michael Ty you may have to do another uh, <laughs> Another uh, Series Yes <laughs> On rip the list itself That's it Just Okay Not even relationship goals Just rip the list <laughs> Cause it's I mean it's hard It's so Yeah it's so hard because I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. because a back of two and two tells us the right division, make it plain. Although it's not a list, it's my vision. Mm-hmm. At what point do I realize that this is the vision or this is a list and I need to rip it? 
because I did my part in writing and making it plain. But if we're supposed to rip up what doesn't align with him, how do I know it don't align with him? Your list usually consists of things and how you view it. What you said is your vision. But at the same time, that's usually how you decipher what's what could be removed from the list. Like, is this substantial or is this something I can live without? And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The pros and the cons, the process of elimination here. So is this something that's necessary or is it just a want? And Michael Todd also talked on that in that same series. Like, like he talked to the people that might have that mindset. Like, well, the Bible say God will give you the desires of your heart. No, read the part before that. We want to take and pick out and change it for our perspective. But no, it's God, the ones that are following God's will, God's plan. He will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Not, oh, this is my own will for my life. So God going to give me the desire of my heart. Mm. but that's how we've changed it and transformed it and now that's what people believe that verse means <laughs> so once again that's control we're we're trying to control the narrative and shift things to how we want it to to portray for our life or our vision because i'm quick to throw out that verse <laughs> oh, I'm so quick to throw out that verse he gonna give me the desires of my heart and i don't want nobody to show it now and now Okay, let me, guys, although that, that's a true statement, don't, listeners, don't, don't charge it to my head, not my heart, please. That's, that's, again, that's definitely a true statement, but don't stop listening to me because I'm being a jerk right now. Uh, listening to us because I'm being a jerk right now. But that's, 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 oh boy. It's always I'm on the surgery table when we're talking about when we're goofing around but being like serious mm -hmm. like last week when we were talking about fears like i was on the surgery table but i really wasn't but the fact that we're really talking about like submission versus control and as y'all know i got triggered the first episode um it's it's a it's a it's very touchy and the fact that she brought up a pastor that i listen to now i feel even more bad because i was supposed to be listening and going out in the world and doing and clearly i've been slacking on my pimping and I wanted to, I just pulled it up because I wanted to quote it correctly because I was paraphrasing at first. So it is Psalm 37, verse 4. And I'm just going to read the King James Version. It says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So delight thyself mean like being in relationship with, you know, so mm -hmm. basically how I was paraphrasing. <laughs> it but was. most people don't, they leave that part we out. leave that part out. <laughs> He gonna get us the signs of our heart. I ain't talked to God in years. <laughs> we ain't said nothing to God in years, but he, he gonna give us the desires of our heart. And although he, you know, he loves us and he will do that, we still got to delight ourselves in him. Guys, we'll be back with more Under Construction, the podcast. Looking for someone to take your event to the next level? DJ CJ the Stickman provides DJ, sound, lighting, and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish. Don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame. Have them talking about your party all year. Book CJ the Stickman. 205. 490-8574. To book the best DJ in the city, call 205-490-8574. DJ CJ, the stick man. 
And we are back with more Under Construction, the podcast. Guys, today has been amazing. Um, I'm sorry, I had just got a text that kind of threw me off. Um, but I think on break, we had kind of got real into submission versus control. And so Darian presented us with a question um, but we're going to make CJ answer this question because he hasn't really said much this episode. Darian, what was your question? So, CJ, what is your overall standpoint, questions, or perspective surrounding submission or control? Extra way to put all that. Okay, I got you. Um, all right. Submission. All right. When it comes to submission, you're going to submit to do things that you need to get done. You're going to submit to make sure that you're able to take care of business the way that you're able to take care of business. You're not going to, example, you're not going to go in the office and the boss is smart enough and you're not going to just blow up on the boss because you, you know, you got an attitude or you're mad, you know, because you know you need to keep your job and you need to, you need to get this money. You got a family you got to take care of so you're going to, you, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to back up. You're going gonna to pedal back and like, all right, all right, man, all right, all right, all right. He'll stop talking. He'll stop talking in a minute. All right. Um, you're going to submit to make sure you get your bills paid. You're going to submit to, 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 like I said, to do anything you need to do to take care of business. But as far as when it comes to control, you are the one that's going to be in control of your actions. You're going to be in control of how you do the job. You're going to be in control of how you handle the relationship. Whatever relationship it may be, but that means that's personal or work or friendship or whatever. Uh, how you handle um, surprises or good news or bad news. I mean, all of that is going to be controlled by you. You're the one control your level of anger. You're the one that controls uh, your level of, of, of giving. You're the one that control your level of, of your levels of submissiveness. So actually, no. That's throughout the whole thing. You are in control, even of your submissiveness. I love that. And I want to say also, it was very important that how you talked about control and letting the audience know, regardless of whether you're submitting or trying to be in control of the situation, ultimately, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you are ultimately should be taking control of yourself first. So how do you guys feel about certain people that we may come across that say, you made me feel like this. You make me feel like this. You made me act like this. Ultimately, like CJ said, no one can make you do anything. And I remember training for a particular job where we had to interact with different individuals going into medical field. And they trained us to not say, you made me feel. We had to say, when you I feel. Because ultimately you are in control of your feelings. You are in control of your actions. Someone can maybe trigger you, but no one can make you do anything. So you basically, you saying Martin was wrong. I don't get angry. People make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I agree with your definition. We but, have to take control of ourselves, whether we're angry, whether we're sad, whether we're trying to be in control of a situation. We have to dial it back and assess ourselves in that situation and how we can better control ourselves. 
depending on the circumstance. Basically, basically figure out out how to deal with the triggers. Correct. I got you. I got you. I'm following you. Okay. Well, that answers what I was going to ask because, like you said, instead of saying you made me do this, the I guess. I feel this way because I think it goes Correct. back to you though. Cause I feel this way because you did this, but that's more so still taking ownership of that's how you feel. Okay. And what they did, you're basically letting them know what they did that triggered how you feel. Gotcha. Even if you're seeing a therapist, they're going to tell you to pose the question that way. So I use the example of how I was trained on that job. But if that's how I was trained on that job, if you see a professional therapist, psychologist, and they're telling you the same thing, that's probably the better way to look at it from your own standpoint or while you're dealing with other people. Mm. Because most time we'll say, well, you did, you did. Or when you did this, I did this. No matter what type of relationship, friendship, business, partner, that's usually how we address the situation. But we should change our wording because sometimes the wording can shift how the outcome of the situation plays out. That makes sense. Guess I'll stop saying you then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's applicable at times, but... You know, just but it's so weird because and I guess it goes back to the type the person that you're dating and it's I, submission and control is always gonna come up in the dating field. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk to certain people and you say, I feel this way because da 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 then it becomes a conversation of you always in your emotions or you always sensitive or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Get out of the Yeah, as but we're told to express Mm-hmm. How we feel and why we feel it. But yet, once you do that, it's frowned upon to some people. And that's why we as humans have to check ourselves. And we are the problems, ultimately. I agree with you. We are very contradicting in what we want to put out in the atmosphere or the mm-hmm. universe. And that's the problem. We have to change our perspective. We have to change the way we view things. Because like you said, we grow up being told, express yourself. And some people are unfortunately told not to express themselves but expressing yourself should never be looked down upon Mm. it's just how that person is perceiving you expressing yourself and they're trying to take control over you because they don't want to hear what you have to say ultimately or what they're or what you're saying or posing to them is also a trigger for them or something they don't want to accept or take ownership in that moment. So therefore they're like, you're being in your emotions. Oh, well you need to chill out, just calm down. So I understand exactly what you're saying, but in that situation, whether it's you doing it or the other person doing it to you, they're wrong because both parties, and that doesn't even tie into relationship that ties to business, family, friends, whatever the case may be, you should be open to listening to all people's opinions right and that's applicable in that situation because if you're not that means your only focus is on yourself and in relationship in any form of matter how are you building a healthy relationship business partner friendship if you're not able to listen to someone else can't be selfish can't be selfish Mm -mm. it's gotta be a two-way street Yep, that part. Right. Because <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say on it. I, I don't. Because um, I feel like in this, I guess, situation that I am in now, and I think we talked a little bit out um, on break. Mm-hmm. Is I'm very. I'm at a point to where I'm very vocal about how I feel, mm-hmm. due to how the person made me feel, but yet. 
I literally feel like I'm also the bigger person to where I'm willing to lay down my selfishness or my ego to still allow them to feel as if they're heard and don't feel like beat up. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. That's probably because our signs don't match, as CJ told me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm I'm actually quiet this 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 segment because I'm really internalizing all of this in. Um, because as you guys know, submission versus control is a very um it's a very hard subject for me because as we heard in the last um the last episode i'm real big on being in control Mm -hmm. but when it comes to certain areas of my life i try to be submissive but i think i still have the concept or the grasp of being controlled still in arm's reach so let's do what we did um (laughs) when we were talking about fear on the fear episode jeez is there a point in time in your life where you can pinpoint whether that be with age or scenario where you realize it shaped your view on submission or control and what that looks like for you um i think i can pinpoint two um where my where my view of submission was shaped was has been all my life my parents of course um, my mom and dad, they've been married for as long as I know, before I was born, before my siblings were born. Um, so seeing the way that my mom submits to my dad is only a portion of how I want to submit to my husband, if that makes sense. Now, don't get me wrong, my mom wholeheartedly submits to my dad, but I know in my marriage, I'm going to tweak, mm-hmm. a, you know, a couple of mm-hmm. things. Um, where I gained control was and all of the heartbreaks that came because I was trying to be submissive. And although I didn't know all the ins and outs, Mm -hmm. I wasn't smart about who I was being submitted to. Mm -hmm. So that means when I moved on to the next relationship, my submission kind of got harder because now you kind of have to fight through this wall. And it probably wasn't the best person anyway, but let's let's say it was the best person. And I allowed what took place in the past to now allow me to gain this sort of sense of control now Mm -hmm. so it would be those two different submission came from seeing my parents and then the control came from all of the heartbreaks that now i have to have a grasp on how my relationships go moving forward Mm -hmm. i think for me if i'm being honest i've had a sense of control since adolescent stage Mm -hmm. Because there were moments more so I just felt like I wanted to be free. Like when you hear about free spirited, I'm in a sense of free spirited person. So I'm not easily controlled. Mm -hmm. And when I feel like I'm trying to be controlled, like I will push with all force of my being to show that I can't be controlled, which ultimately makes me be controlling of the situation. And I... I've been like that. So I just try to assess myself in this, in whatever situation that I'm in to be sure that is this a situation where you have to take control of, are you really being controlled in the situation or is this a moment where you need to submit? Mm. 
That's so interesting that you say that because now when I think about the situation that I'm in with this person, mm-hmm. um, now I'm at a point to where I want to be submissive, but it's kind of like, Rebecca, is this a situation where you really should be in control and you're being submissive to the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you said that really makes me evaluate uh, the situation now. Because now it's just, I'm all about, oh, let me you know lay down to the plan whereas this this might not be the plan you need to be laying down to and all the reason why i say that is because i went in with no guard up but that, <laughs> hey, hey that's just like i said you are in control of your own level of submissiveness so even through all of that you are the one that's in control whether you're going to submit or not but my thing is you need to look at it and try to look at it wholeheartedly from both sides of the fence. Look at it from both sides. Weigh, the, weigh your pros and, pros and cons, weigh your options. I mean, if I do this, I mean, is it going to be worth this? Is, is this going to damage the relationship? Are we going to constantly be back and forth at each other about this? I mean, you know, hey, it, put some thought into it first. Yeah, and with something you said, yo, it was a trigger for me. <laughs> Because I know the feeling oh so well when you in, you go into something with intent mm-hmm. to be submissive, but the other person is in a place or part of their journey where they are more so in, trying to be in control, whether that be for heartbreak, fear, whatever the case may be. And it's like, okay, my walls are down, but your walls are up. Mm-hmm. So now it, it's like it creates a wall where you can't fully submit because you're not willing to submit mm-hmm. to this thing that we both agreed on, right? So I guess my question to you guys would be, since we're on the subject right now, a relationship, what are your views on submission in a relationship? Does it take one party more so than the other? Or do you feel like it equally truly will take both submitting to the relationship? I think it takes both. It's like a canal, okay? It's like a canal. One side gonna go up, the other side gonna go down. The other side gonna go up, and then the other side gonna go down, and it's a two-way street. I mean, one person can't be right all the time. Somebody gotta be willing to listen. Mm -hmm. Right. So it should be an equal balance. Should be a balance. Yeah. That's the Libra in me talking, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> it should be a balance for sure I, I i i agree to that because it's going to be and then there's going to be moments where you're going to have to be more controlling than the other when it comes to certain situations mm-hmm. in the relationship when it comes to um let's say making a decision about what the kids need to do because if you're in a household to where the dad works the majority of the time, he may not know what's best for the child if they were to come home and say, hey, they're going on a field trip or something like that. Or, hey, this child is, you know, bothering them with this, that and the other. He's not presently in that moment. Or the mom, like she's going on a girl's trip or whatever, and the child comes home and is injured or something like that. At, at that point, one of you, the person who's presently there is now the person in control correct and so although it's of course you submit to the overall dynamic of what would my wife want but she's currently not here facing what i'm facing right now mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I do think it's equally but there will be moments to where one is more in control than the other for instance if you take two working parents and one gets laid off 
one of them is automatically the one that's now in control of how the finances now have to be split up or how the finances now have to go or how the household is going to be ran now this and the other which gives the other parent or the other person in the relationship the opportunity to be submissive to now go out and find what they need to find Mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense because yes. now i want you comfortable i don't want you stressed out so let me take over let me control this part of the household while you go and find something that you really want to do don't rush out and just go get a job because you know that we need to do this no like just oh, i got it you do what you do what you need to do and then we'll you'll we'll make it back up and i agree with that when it comes to the scenarios that you brought up like it or even what cj was saying like it's going to be times where one is more so than the other it's just like a balance you know depending on the season that you guys are in but i think as the relationship as the whole i guess the question i was asking or the point that i feel is we both have to be willing to submit to each other the relationship itself before the kids come to play before the work before that you have to have a common understanding on how you view the relationship and your roles in the relationship Mm -hmm. so that you both are able like you said to say oh well hey I submit to you you can handle this Mm -hmm. or hey I I submit to you you can handle this you're better at this you know but sometimes we get stuck on the gender roles per se Mm -hmm. that one may be able to submit more so than the other. Mm. So that's why I feel like it's important that we both have the understanding that at some point we both have to submit in the relationship. Oh, I get it. I'm I'm uh I'm looking up um I'm looking up a scripture. Yeah, because I wanted to too, but I was trying to <laughs> hold out because in the word I'm gonna paraphrase it. I'll find it later like I did with the other one. It says wives submit to your husbands, yeah. but it also says husbands submit to your wives. Yep. And most of the times that's the part that's left that's out. That's left out. But we both, <laughs> according to the word, we both submit to each other. And ultimately when we both submit to each other, we submit to the plan. We mm-hmm. submit to the, you know, if, if the kids are this and I'm here with the kids and you're not or the work, if one fall off, I'll pick up the slack. Right. You know, it, it'll naturally flow in that way. I'm trying to find it. Okay, no problem. CJ, what's your thoughts <laughs> on what we were just talking about? Well, <laughs> did y'all know that birds can fly? Oh, we. Yes. Do you know that I actually own a bird now? Oh, my God. I saw that. <laughs> what is, what's your bird's name? Blue. It's 222, by the way. But anyway, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Y'all know me. I have to shout out the numbers, you know, but um yeah. Is that what blue means? I'm sorry, we all lost, <laughs> I'm sorry, we all like all subject. Um Courage. Courage. Oh. Blue stands for courage. Wait, but when and she freedom. said blue, but it's also two two two. What did that because I looked at my phone because I was trying to help you find the scripture oh, and I realized I it was meant, still two two two. I thought you meant <laughs> But I, I can look up what two 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 means. Oh, well, <laughs> it's it's a whole passage, but it's, it's Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. And I think the reason why it gets left off is because oftentimes, like when we use the whole, the desires of our heart, people don't read the before and the after. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk about husbands submitting. For instance, this passage starts at 21. 
mm-hmm. uh, submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. And then verse 22 says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. It doesn't tell husbands to submit until later down in the verses around like the 30th verse. Mm-hmm. So people don't even read that far. Mm. But it tells, you know, it tells husbands, of course, like submit, love your wife as Christ loves the church. So I think it, you have to have that firm foundation of, I guess God, because how Christ loves the church is not an idea of how you like that's that's not how you just how like how does Christ love the church? It's only mm-hmm. one way that He loves the church. You can't manipulate that. Exactly. You can't be like, oh well, yeah, He loves the church sometimes. No, like He gave His life for us. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta love your wife like like that type of love. You gotta submit to her in that kind of way. So I think that's why the husband's part get left out because it's it's literally like. 10 passages later mm-hmm. and that's the important part like we talked about when we brought up control in the earlier episode who are we submitting to the first unction was to submit to god first right so when are you submitted to god to expect me to submit to you or for me to expect for you to submit to me what which everyone comes first right um just back up. So two to two, it, it encourages you to take a balanced, harmonious, and peaceful stance in all areas in your life. And that's what we were talking about, the balance of submission within relationships in all areas. Mm, that is so interesting. Woo! Well, guys, I think this is a perfect place to completely end this topic. But <laughs> before, you know, I tap into my, my, my selfishness, let me submit to the vision. Is there anything, Darian, that you would like to leave the people with? Releasing control is part of overcoming fear because the need to control comes from a fear. So submit to the process, submit to the journey, be open-hearted for what is to come, or the season that you are in right now and trust God. That's good. CJ, you got any last words? Find the balance. Find the balance between both of them. Find the balance between the control, find the balance between um, the uh, submission. And that way, all relationships that you deal with, like I said, from personal relationships, work, friendship, even um, uh, what, what what we call that when you know friend when well associates yeah. folks like that, I mean just find the balance, find the balance in there. All right. Well, oh, this is the first episode. We're gonna give you homework. So this week, after you listen to this episode, evaluate every aspect of your life, categorize them in submission versus control, and even see if they're even in the right categories. Um, that that that's the plan of action for this week. Evaluate your life and make sure that they are under the right category. Does this supposed to be under submission? Does this supposed to be under control? And if not, you know, just work towards getting them to their rightful place. But hey, I'm glad this subject is over. <laughs> but hey, until next time, guys, we love you, we love you, we love you, but always stay under construction. 
What's up, guys? This is Arthur Roy, your boss with Under Construction, the podcast. Thank you so much for your love, your diligence, and your patience. We are finally here. Stay tuned to all your social media platforms because we will let you know once we post, where we post, and when we will go live. Until then, always stay under construction, and I'll see you soon.